Welcome to this very special series brought to you by Straight to the Source and Food South Australia with support from the Department of Trade and Investment. We're coming to you today from the traditional lands of the Ghana people and we'd like to begin by paying our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here today. We've taken our studio on the road to Adelaide where we're catching up with 10 exciting producers from regions across South Australia to find out what puts them at the forefront of creativity and innovation in food production. It's been really fantastic to spend time in South Australia over the last few days. It's really reinforced the diversity that's on offer here and the outstanding quality across the board. You can feel the connection and collaboration between producers and it's really wonderful because it makes them so much stronger together. Yeah, we've had we've had and heard some fantastic conversations with producers over the last few days and we're really looking forward to sharing their stories with you. And it's been mighty delicious. <laughs> Let's get started. So this is an open conversation. And I'm going to start it by saying, welcome, Angus, for coming on to Thank the you. podcast today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I'm really excited because we've, um, we've had these chats back and forth with, with regards to your low and slow brand. Yes. And I'd like you to tell us about your company, but also your background and your product range. Okay, sure. Um, Low and Slow American Barbecue is a company that is essentially based around our restaurant in Port Adelaide, South Australia. We are an American-style barbecue restaurant, um, quite small, but um, we've got lots of personality um, and lots of attitude, I guess. And um, previous to that, we were we began as a, a food truck or a food food caravan, um, sort of inspired by uh, my partner and I's travels um, throughout the southern United States, just sort of um, seeing that uh, sort of low, slow smoking style of cooking that we were unfamiliar with. How long were you traveling in the States? Um, We first went, well, I first went when I turned, I was freshly 21, um, and I was there for probably two and a half to three months. And then um, after that trip, um, a few more throughout the sort of early to mid-20s. My partner, who's also named Angus, um, we... Um, Convenient. Yeah, it is. We'd just <laughs> never seen anything like it before. Um, you know, the offset smokers and, you know, they're quite big and confronting uh, but also very intriguing, you know, cooking the fire and the smoke and the smell. Um, it's very ceremonial, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It very is. Uh, it's, got, uh, it's got all that in it. And we were um, just sort of thinking about, imagine if people at home could see this because Australians love, you know, cooking outdoors. They love their barbecues. But we were just sort of thinking, why, why is the best thing that we can get our hands on is some sort of overcooked burnt sausage and maybe a a lamb chop or something like that you know we were sort of thinking why are we why are we deprived of this at home um we were uh, yeah we were very uh very excited by by that food are you a chef by trade no no so i um i was working back in my sort of late teens early 20s i was working retail 
um, you know, surf shops and that sort of thing. And um, I only really um, got into cooking and hospitality through, um, you know, that trip and um, coming back. Uh, my partner, who I began the food truck with, was a chef. Um, but we, uh, we'd always cook together at home and that sort of thing. So I guess I was... I was probably, you know, his his apprentice in some ways, but we sort of began this um, began this food truck um, out of this, out of one idea, two people. Um, we both, I guess, brought different strengths to the. You know, he he had the cooking side, and I sort of had the retail customer service side, and we sort of brought that together. Well, the food truck, the culture, the food truck culture isn't as strong here as it is in the States. So That's right, yeah. Did, was it well received straight away or was it something that took a bit well, of we, time to get momentum? Yeah. Well, well, we kind of, I guess we sort of hit it at, at the right time because um, when we began, um, Adelaide had sort of started this food truck, uh, food truck culture. I mean, we'd always had like... You know, people would talk about the Villies cart and that sort of thing in the city, but we'd never had a a real sort of wave. And it was, you know, that sort of American style food truck wave where they would all, you know, park on park along the street and people would come in there in their masses. I guess it was sort of the first wave of that, and really, I think, started and pioneered by the Burger Theory guys. Mm-hmm. Um, people just got extremely excited about what they were doing and their burgers because they were so delicious in this crazy colourful truck and no one had experienced anything like that before. Um, and we, we, we were lucky enough to become one of the most, I think, one of the most popular food trucks around and um, always had a really long line as well as Burger Theory and sneaky pickle and those guys you know at at the food truck events um so do you collaborate with those guys i mean do they use your sauces on their barbecue you know on their burgers or anything like that no no they don't um maybe they should yeah they should i guess that's the area we're sort of looking at going into um we've just been so focused on um growing every day you know from the food truck and then now into the restaurant and now um, sort of trying to take the the sources into a retail space, which is, you know, what we're doing here at the trade show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're very, very brand new at doing that stuff. It's stepping stones, though, isn't it? That's right, yeah, stepping stones. And you strike me um, as somebody that's, like, listening, learning, talking to other producers. Yeah, it's been good to speak to lots of other people here, Um uh, people, exhibitors, and um, buyers. Um, I've just been sort of trying to get a, but a, get a glimpse of you know what they're after, and are they uh, you know for example supermarkets. The people have been telling me that um, you know consumers are after barbecue sauces and barbecue rubs, and a lot of the supermarkets now are stocking um, you know briskets and ribs and that sort of thing mm-hmm. which um you know 5 years ago you you couldn't walk into a supermarket and get a brisket to smoke that sort of thing so i have um have been told that and i have been asking them um throughout this trade show if that's sort of if they're aware of that and if that's what's happening and yeah it's definitely a shift towards that so with your food truck you're not running your food truck now no the food truck is um is now deceased. Um, we uh, we um, put it to rest um, 
You might resurrect it later down the track, maybe. I could be. Mm-hmm. Um, if it were to come back, it would be a completely new vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, as the the caravan is is long gone now, we put it to rest. Probably, I don't really have a good scale of time. Maybe th- three to four years ago, we um, sold it on. Um, there was just, uh, I think, from our perspective, the the focus on the restaurant was way too important and we we're having some you know issues spreading our time between the food truck and the restaurant the, the restaurant deserves our full focus and how many seats um we're quite small um, we can do we can do about 36 people inside um and then we've got another uh, 12 to 15 seats outside um so we're quite limited in our space which is why we do um, we do sittings. Um, so on the weekdays, we do a 6 o'clock and then we do a 7.30 sitting. Mm-hmm. And on the weekend, like a Saturday night, we do a uh, we do a 5 o'clock, a 6.30 and an 8 o'clock. And it's basically just getting the, the tables turned over. And on a Saturday night, we'll do that three times, which is uh, a lot of work but very exciting. So traveling down the south in the States, I mean – each barbecue is different, right? Like That's right, it, yeah. No two sauces are really the same because yeah. when you go to, you know, Louisiana or you go to Arkansas and you have these barbecues, how are you – are you looking for consistency or are you just going with each batch has its own kind of personality and flavor? I think um, I think if you're traveling through the southern states looking for consistency <laughs> in a barbecue sauce, you probably won't find it. Mm-hmm. Um it's as you were saying. It's uh, lots of uh, different sources from different regions, and um, you know, even even people from the same region they can't agree on a source. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of different styles, whether it be you know like a vinegar, very sort of um, liquidy vinegar based sauce, or like you know the thicker, stickiest style. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether or not it's got black pepper, that sort of thing. You don't put corn syrup in yours, do you? No, we don't. No, so and there's a you know our, our we've got a mustard style, which is um, you would probably find in uh, more commoner in like Carolina where they do the it's all about the pork, mm-hmm. um, and then we've got a um, got very good Australian pork here. Yes, we do, delicious. <laughs> and then we do a um, the tomato-based barbecue sauce is um, you know sort of sort of that Kansas sticky rib style. Um, you find that in Texas as well. Barbecue and smoking isn't great in American culture. And like you were saying, in Australia, we, d- we have a very strong barbecue culture, but not necessarily with the same depth or the same – it's different techniques altogether, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you, you're very right. It's um, – over there, there's, there's a lots of influences that have – you know, gotten American style barbecue to where it is today, you know, like the, the cowboys cooking their mm. steaks over fire. And then there's like Caribbean influence where they're, you know, cooking, um, in cooking in pits in the ground and, um, you know, that sort of European German influence of, you know, the sausage and the mustard and that sort of thing. It's, does that it's, just put fire in your belly? Like yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, it really does. It's, um, it's one of those things where, you know, all these different, people and cultures and stuff comes together and just creates something that's really amazing. And so what's your ultimate, what's your ultimate goal? Um, ultimate goal. I I guess like, 
I guess it depends when you ask me. Like if, if you asked me what our ultimate goal was when we were in the food truck, I'd say to have a, to open a barbecue restaurant and, you know, have that be sustainable and, um, you know, be successful. And I feel like we've sort of, we've been in Port Adelaide in the restaurant now for sort of six and a half years. I feel like we've sort of done that. So I almost have achieved my goal really, but now we've got new, new plans and new things, which is, um, getting uh getting the retail source out there that's very very new for us but i don't know um with the restaurant it's just that's like to make people happy like that sort of food just really it's comforting yeah it's comforting i mean are you doing um cold slaw potato salad or cornbread yeah. are you doing cornbread yep yeah um you're a man we, after my heart we do we do a we do a pretty good version of a cornbread which is always baked like freshly before service so it's really nice yeah. When I um when I first moved here, I started a company called the Condiment Connoisseur, and I created these seafood sauces using Australian tomatoes and mustard seed and horseradish and that sort of thing. And then um, I stopped importing, and I met an American chef who was from New York, and he had a restaurant in Sydney called Rattlesnake Grill, mm-hmm. and he had fire roasted salsa, two chili jams, a margarita mix, and a barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. And um, he was looking for a distributor. And I'm like, hmm, well, I don't know any distributors, but I think I'll set up a distribution company. So that's what I did. And so I actually sold his barbecue sauces and his product line and mine. And, it, you know, it's, it's interesting when you're looking at products like that and going into the market. It's quite daunting because you're not sure which direction to go. But if you've got a product, like you've got your two products now, and I imagine you want to expand your line, right? You, I mean, you've, the potential is endless. Yeah. I mean, the flavors that you've got in there are absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you're, and you're selling that not only, not only the, you know, ticking the box of, of being delicious, but you're also selling that South Australian Providence story. Yeah. We think it's very important that the sauce has a, you know, has a tie to the restaurant, you know, it's got a story behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how many, I mean, right now you're sitting at two sauces, but then you've also got your rubs. The one that I just, oh, the one with the um, cracked black pepper in it. Oh yeah. That's. Are they, was, they both have it, um, but was it the, the the salt and pepper one, the yeah. really heavy one? Yeah. Yeah. That's that gen- was, that's our brisket rub. I love it. Forms a nice crust. Yeah. The beef. Mm. Delicious. Where are you sourcing the salt? Um, right now we're getting it through our, um, just our dry goods supplier, John Lewis. Um, it's um, Pyramid Australian Gourmet Salt. You know, it's funny is salt isn't salt. You know, we've taken a lot of chefs um, to hand harvest salt mm. in Victoria. We've taken them down to Wyala in South Australia to Olson Salt. And, um, yeah, salt isn't salt. And you've got to look at your, you know, purpose for use. Mm. That's it. And once you nail it and you've got like in your, in your case, you're saying it's got that perfect crust and it's, you know, ticking all those boxes. I mean, that's, that in itself takes a, takes a lot to get to that point. Yeah, that's right. You couldn't really can't just be any old salt. You wouldn't want it to be the same salt that you're, you know, salting your potato water with because mm. that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For our listeners, where can they find your products low and slow? I love the name too, by the way. It's very cool. And your logo is cool too. I'm sure there's a story behind it. Oh, it's just a extremely bold yet 
little playful little logo. There's lots of sort of things going on in there and a fair bit of movement. Um, but uh, it's it's become pretty recognizable, we think. Um, so we're, we're very happy with it. Um, at Where the, can people find your product? At the moment, um, it's for sale in store, in the restaurant and on our website. But we're looking... At, uh, Are you looking for a distributor? Possibly. We're looking, hopefully, to get into Drake's and Foodland, which is very, very exciting, and that's that's why we're here at the trade show because, as I mentioned, we are so brand new. We need all the help we can get. Well, if there's any distributors out there listening to this podcast, you definitely want to check out um, Angus and Low and Slow because the flavors, the packaging, and the heart and soul is definitely there, and you've got quality ingredients and, I mean, recipe for success, really. Now you just need to just, like you said, stepping stones. That's right. Get to yeah. the next level. Yeah. How has um, working with Food South Australia helped with that? They've helped a lot. Um, we had uh, signed up to the National Trade Program and uh, I almost uh, the amount of information was almost overwhelming, but uh, it was very, very, uh, very good. Darren, um, Darren and you guys have been really great. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you. And um, thank you. Yeah, thank you for I having look forward me on. To, to coming to the restaurant. And like I said, um, you know, my mom was from Arkansas and I've got Southern food like in my blood. And I just, I just value and love it so much. So I'm really glad you're doing it here in South Australia. Thank you very much. Thank you.